We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, Proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. It is game week. It is a Thursday, and we've got the huddle reloaded with Toby and Gabe Eichert coming up here in moments. But first, let me bring you some of our interviews from this week to get you ready for OU Tulane, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. kick, 9 a.m. pregame on the Sooner Radio Network. We start things off with Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler is getting ready for the start of the 2021 season, man. Um, boy, uh, what a first-year starting season for you. What did you learn about yourself going through the ups and downs and the trials and turbulations of being a first-year starter again? Yeah, I mean, like you just said, I really learned how to go through those ups and downs and those tribulations and, you know, come out, you know, successful somewhat and uh, learn from that mainly. Um, I, got a, I had a great group of guys around me, you know, helping me, great coaching staff. And we're really just trying to bring that momentum into this year and just focus day by day on our craft. Somewhat successful. You had a great season, man. Um, but with, that's you, though, right? You're a perfectionist. We were talking to Marvin Mims about that. You, you don't want to do anything wrong. You're going to every fine-tune detail. Where did you feel like you needed to improve the most this offseason? Uh, definitely protecting the ball, uh, making smarter decisions, you know, knowing, you know, not you don't have to try to make every throw on the field. You could throw it away. You could check it down. And all you got to do is just go through your reads. And Coach Riley's done a great job with us uh, throughout fall camp and, and mock week and our practices, seven on seven. So just doing that. And uh, that's something I feel really comfortable with now. i uh, got a lot of weapons around me to help me. Great O-line, great running back. So I'm excited to see what these guys can do. What, what was this offseason like for you to be fully ingrained the entire offseason? Obviously, COVID uh, really affected things. Last offseason, you you were battling with Jalen and you came in at the start of of camp. What was it like to have a full offseason in Benny's strength program with Lincoln Riley? How helpful was that for you? 
Yeah, it's crazy because it was really like my real first true off season. You know, I came here in the fall, my freshman year, did fall camp, but this is my first spring ball. You know, this past spring and then going into, you know, my third fall camp and uh, it was a great off season. Just getting to hit every spot, check out the boxes where you wanted to with the strength staff and and you know all that type of stuff, the mental game, and then really just getting that chemistry down with my receivers again. Um, so. I think we all did a great job this off season as a group. You know, without the coaches there, we we did a good job. We got great leadership here, and uh, we we do what we had to do. So, a couple things from that. Number one, how important is that spring time in order to develop that chemistry and that trust you need in your receivers? Yeah, spring was. Uh, we had a couple couple transfers, a couple of new guys come up, and uh, we just had to get that chemistry down. Like like you said, uh, that's a big time, and especially fall camp with the season right. coming up. That's probably the most. You know, important that with summer throwings and seven on sevens and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just getting those guys in the mix and you know, especially new guys like Mike Woods and some of these younger guys coming up. Um, you know, they, they they've done a great job and acclimated well. And you know, we all got good chemistry so far. The, the second thing you mentioned it a couple times: chemistry and leadership. Coach Beanbow talks a lot about the most work that can be done is away from the facility and at home. How are you handling that with your receivers, your running backs, your offensive linemen, and getting work away from the facility and your receivers, of course? Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of our work is done in the facility, uh, especially you know after fall camp when school starts and stuff like that. Um, but you know, obviously, when we get out of the facility, you know, um, we like to check in with one another. I mean, some of the stuff like just getting hopping on the game with with one of your teammates or sending them a quick text that. That's just as good as doing some reps on the field, right. you know, knowing they got your back, knowing, knowing we care for each other. I think that's what I feel with this team. Everybody, it's a brotherhood. So, I mean, it's just feel like you could feel the vibe. That's awesome. What's the balance like for you? Because you have a great arm, you have good feet in knowing when to push it and when to take that risk and when it's okay to eat it or throw one away. Is that something you've been working on a lot with Coach? Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of just came like last last season, you know, throughout that nine game stretch or whatever it was after those first couple games. Um, you're going to do that in practice. Obviously, you got to, you know, our defense is going to give us different looks, and you know, we, we go against a great defense every day. So um, that really helps the offensive side of the ball. You know, make smart decisions. You know, be decisive with the ball. But like Coach Grinch said in one of our you know team meetings the other week, he said smart aggressiveness. So. Just know the situations you're in, know the environment, you know, time, all that stuff. So I think you could take shots when you can when they're there, but if not, check it down, throw it out. How much more comfortable are you in reading defenses? I mean, just to, I feel pretty good because I'm good at Madden. Now, I imagine it's a little different world for you, but how comfortable are you getting with seeing what the defenses are giving you? Madden's about the same thing. It's just with, you know, guys running at you full speed. But, um, no, nah, I mean, it's just reps and reps and reps. Um, we get great reps at practice, uh, going through spring ball, fall camp, mock week, all that. Um, really just kind of going through our reads. You know, we're a read progression school, and we go through our reads and hit what's open. And uh, sometimes you got to make plays with your feet. Sometimes you got to get guys open using your eyes, and you just got to do what you got to do. How much better do guys like DJ Graham, uh, Woody Washington, DeLaren Turner Yell, Pat Fields, how much better do they make you and your receivers because of the competition you get? Yeah, we get great work every day, and it started, you know, this offseason in the summer with uh, one-on-ones, seven-on-seven, that stuff away from the coaches where we really could go at each other and compete and uh, have fun. And, I mean, I, even with the defensive side with us, we, we got a great relationship with them. And I just can't wait to hop on the field, be on the same sideline with those guys and finally go against somebody else. Two more quick ones. Number one, in his first 25 receptions last year for Austin Stogner, 20 of them were either for a first down or a touchdown. You gained a lot of trust in him. How exciting for you is it to have him back? Oh, man, I'm, I'm so happy for him to be back. You know, I've had chemistry with him since high school, uh, All-American games and openings and all that type of stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, Stog's a, a huge weapon. He's a, he's a big mismatch whenever he's on the field. And like you said, he's a big, you know, go get a first down guy, go run somebody over, put it up in the end zone for him. <laughs> so I'm excited to get him the rock this year. And with names like Kojak and Mario Williams, these newcomers that fans and ourselves get excited about, Spencer, what's the biggest key for these guys to gain your trust? What's the biggest thing that you need to see from them to say, I'm going to get you the football? Uh, just consistency. I mean, those guys have done a good job. They're still learning. Um, obviously, they'll be in their first couple games, you know, here on Saturday and, you know, after that. But just consistency and, and learning. I mean, they're, they're, they're t very talented players. Um, they make a lot of plays in practice. You know, once they do that on the game field, that's when that trust, you know, comes. But I, I trust those guys.
Coach Riley said the end of talking season is almost here. It's over. You do a lot of interviews, but are you excited to finally get on the field and get past talking season? Yes, sir. It's time to go. Time <laughs> to go. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, man. Had a chance to go one-on-one with one of Spencer's favorite targets, Marvin Mims. Pumped to be joined by Marvin Mims. Welcome back. Well, you've been here. How's the offseason been for you? Uh, offseason's been good. You know, there's a lot of changing pieces going around and, you know, new role for me going to this year just because I'm not like the freshman coming in anymore. So I kind of know what to expect and it's been going pretty smoothly. You, you mentioned the move being a veteran now. Becoming a more vocal leader, is that natural for you, Marvin? Or you're, you appear to be a lead by example guy. What has it been like to try to be and become more vocal? Um, it's been kind of challenging at first, especially just because I kind of see – you know, like going into the spring, I kind of saw myself still as a younger guy. But, um, I mean, the players have been on to me about it. You know, the coaches have been on to me about it, too. So I'm starting to be more comfortable with speaking up, especially because they tell me how much, you know, my words can, like, affect another person. Just because me telling them, you know, certain things, like, people will listen to it. So with uh, just me being comfortable with it, I mean, it's growing every day. What's that moment like for you? When you look around the room and you're like, whoa, I'm one of the experienced guys, where you went from being the newcomer to becoming a guy who will set the all-time record for freshman touchdowns in a season. What was that realization like? Uh, it was kind of crazy. You know, just like I said, even when spring was coming around, I didn't really, like, see it coming or expect it. You know, I was still living in, like, the freshman dorms and stuff. So, <laughs> you know, all that time I just still thought of myself as a younger guy until, you know, they had, like, a couple talks with me about how I'm going to have to step up as a leader, be more vocal. And that really happened um, – going home for the summer, you know, in May. Like, uh, I sat down with Coach Riley, Coach Gunn, and they told me I just need to be a more vocal person. Who do you count on to talk to during that? Is it, is it a family? Is it a teammate? Is it a coach to say, how, how do I use my voice? How do I become more effective? Or is it just an internal thing? Uh, it's mostly an internal thing. Um, you know, going back home, I kind of talked to, like, my high school coach, stuff like that, to where positions where I've been in, like, the same position, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of told me, like, you know, my senior year, I was a big vocal guy, and just because it comes with being comfortable around the guys and stuff like that. But um, really, it's more of an internal thing. You know, most of the time, you know, Jay Hall will say some stuff, Braden Willie, Spencer Rattler will say some stuff. But um, just coming to it, I mean, it's more internal than me talking about, you know, what should I say, you know, all that type of stuff. Hey, t- take us through moving inside. Was it much of an adjustment? Has it been much of an adjustment for you? Um, Really, I mean, kind of. Especially when I first started, you know, I kind of moved – right before spring ball. So, you know, the whole time we're doing seven on seven and throwing and stuff, I was at outside. And then right before spring ball, they moved me inside with Coach Gundy. And um, basically, you know, being in meetings and stuff, I mean, it helped. And then um, most of the struggle is really just like the little small details, like alignments, you know, all that different stuff. I mean, it hasn't been too much of a change, though. But, but you're a perfectionist, right? So you, you, you're diving into the film, you're diving into everything, and those coaching points, how, how enjoyable has that been to uh, fine-tune it? It's, I mean, it's, I'm enjoying it a lot. You know, being in a room with uh, me, Drake Stoops, Coach Gundy, you know, um, Brian Darby's in there too. I mean, talking about guys that have all been here, you know, a lot of veterans, you know, no new guys in the room. I mean, it's, it's fun, you know, in meetings, we'll sit there and just like talk about, we don't really have to talk about like the grand scheme of things. We kind of just talk about the little small details. Just because we've all been there before, we all know the system. Hey, I'll let you go on this. Can you take us through the relationship, how it's developed between you and Spencer? Because there's got to be a lot of two-way trust there, doesn't there? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, when we first got here, I mean, you know, even whenever I took my official visit my senior year, uh, Spencer was my host. So ever since then, I feel like we've kind of built on a relationship. When I got here, you know, I was comfortable being around him and stuff. And then, um, you know, midway through the season about, you know, that's when, um, you know, things started to get better on the field for everyone all the way around. I mean, ever since then, we've been pretty cool. But, I mean, going into the season, I mean, there's so many, so much talent all over the field. I mean, it's going to be a fun year just because of all the people we have out there. Can't wait to get it started. Good luck this weekend, Marvin. Thank you. And we got to talk Speed D, right? Delarian Turner yell. Speed D, year three, Delarian Turner yell, man. Uh, I can't believe that we're talking about senior year for you. Yeah, for real. Um, but how exciting are you? How excited are you for year three in this system? Uh, I'm very excited. You know, been a long road. Even though you know it feels like just yesterday was the first year. You know, with with Speed D, but uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, not only for myself, but also for my teammates, because I've seen a lot of guys, you know, take a different, take, take a lot of different strides, you know, whether it's been from the first year that, uh, that Speed D, you know, came here or even from spring ball to fall camp and, you know, leading into the season. But I've seen a lot of guys take a, a lot of good strides and 
also myself. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm very excited for it. You know, it's it's kind of wild. There's those moments where all of a sudden you look around and you're like, I'm not the young guy anymore. <laughs> uh, what was that like for both you and Pat to look around and you realize, okay, we're the vets here. And that probably what last year when you first had that realization, right? Yeah, but uh, it's, it's funny that you say that because I was looking around at practice today. Like, man, like I, I am the, the veteran in the room. And, you know, I, it's just... It just serves as a constant reminder that you can't even think about, you know, taking that young guy approach. And you have, you have to continually, like, bring the young guys along and have an understanding that they're not going to get it the first time you say it. Right. It's going to take, you know, maybe an entire year for most guys or for some guys. Uh, some of them, you know, learn pretty fast. You know, those are the ones that you see take strides early in their career. But, you know, just have to – understand like how to handle those guys you know because anybody can go you know just start yelling but you have to have an understanding that that they're not going to understand the things that you're saying because they're new to the program they've got to be in some live action too right, right, they, right. They, they got to see it develop in front of them with that in mind who are some guys you're excited to see get that opportunity this saturday we know you and pat you guys played about every snap but going to get a chance to maybe have a little bit of depth to help you out who are you excited to see uh one guy off the top is Billy Bowman. Uh, that, that guy's a playmaker. I've seen him, you know, throughout fall camp, even spring ball. And I'm just excited to see how he handles it all. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to handle it well, but I just know he's going to go out and make some plays. Another guy's uh, Key. Key is very special, very athletic. Um, whenever, whenever Key is very confident, he can do a lot of things. So I'm pretty sure he's going to put that on the table. And also a guy like Bryson Washington. Um, Josh Eden didn't get a lot of snaps last year, so right. I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year. So. Hey, can you kind of take us as much as you want to here inside the position room and tell us what Alex Grinch is like as a position coach? We see him as a defensive coordinator, constantly takeaways, takeaways, takeaways. What's he like as a position coach? Uh, as a position coach, you know, he's a great guy all around. You know, great motivator, great coach. You know, he's gonna, he's never going to let you slack. It's not a day that you come in like, oh, Coach Grinch is going to take it easy on you today. Like, that's never going to happen. So you never can, you know, look forward to that, you know, with him. But he handles he handles the room the right way. You know, some days he'll come in, you know, joking around with us, <laughs> things like that. That's only in the film room, though. Never on the never on the uh, the practice field, game field, anything like that. So he, he's a great guy. You know, you can always, you know, call him up if you want to talk about anything. Um, yeah, he, he's just an all-around great guy. You know, you can trust him with, with anything. You know, um, I, there's going to be times where we're going to be able to sit down and talk about your incredible run in this defense. But I just, before I let you go, you look to your side and there's Pat Fields. Mm -hmm. And you guys have been there from day one of Speed D. Yep. What, is, what has he meant to you? Uh, even before Speed D, you know, when I first got to college, I didn't really talk to, to many people. And from what I hear before I got here, because Pat, you know, enrolled early, he didn't really even talk to anyone. And so we, it started, you know, we started texting each other on Twitter, you know, just, you know, catching up. I'm asking them. How was the trans? How was the transition going? You know, from high school to college, and once I got here, we just, you know, popped it off in that, and we were kind of like each other's right hand man. You know, I <clears throat> we ended up, you know, being becoming roommates. So like the on the field stuff, like that was just a plus. But <laughs> off the field, like we were always together. You know, we were always on the phone talking, things like that. So yeah, past my right hand man, and I'm pretty sure I'm his right hand man. So. Can't wait to see you guys ball out. Uh, Delaney, thanks for your time, man. Good luck, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. 11 a.m. kick. Let's go. OU Tulane. Time for the huddle reloaded with Toby and Gay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Sorry, no, it's not Teddy Lehman. He's feeling shunned right out no, of the gate. No, gates. no, no. I just, I, I don't want the expectations of me being Teddy. Like, Lower I don't want, your expectations. I don't this want is to not disappoint Teddy anyone. Not going to be near as good of a show. We've only got gay biker oh, gosh. with us tonight. Uh, welcome to a new football season, everybody. The 2021 campaign will start on Saturday on Owen Field. We'll talk about that in a second. OU and Tulane. And it is our first Tuesday night here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in Norman. Coming up in the next hour, Teddy Lehman will join us, as will the head coach of the Sooners, Lincoln Riley. But we've got a whole hour here to talk about everything from this game to the Big 12 to college football in general. We call it the huddle. Welcome, my friend, Gay Bikert. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to see you again. This is my first time doing this show. 
Yeah. And it smells really good in here. <laughs> it's <laughs> distracting. It's very distracting, but I, I'm very excited to be here uh-huh. and very excited that it's football season. We should have the fed best you. time of the year, man. We should have fed you before the show. It's okay. That would have helped you focus. No, this is this is the way I see it. I have to put together a good performance to earn the Our Rudy's Barbecue. <laughs> Opening segment presented by Noble McIntyre with McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. Obviously, the headline story this week is an unfortunate one. Hurricane Ida swept through Louisiana and the New Orleans era, area, and it caused the movement of this football game Saturday from Yulman Stadium on the campus of Tulane to Owen Field here in Norman. They will open the lower bowl to fans. You've no doubt heard by now. Tickets are available right now if you go to Soonersports.com. Proceeds are going to Tulane to help their athletic program and to help with hurricane recovery. But uh, it's been a wild 48 hours or so. Yeah, just an incredibly unfortunate situation, right? And, of course, all of our thoughts and prayers are with the people in the state of Louisiana. That's the most important thing, the health and safety, everyone down there. But there's a football game to be played, and these young men work all season long to play the few games that they get to play. So I'm very glad that Tulane and Oklahoma were able to work through all of the details and make this football game happen. And I think if, if the goal is to bring awareness to Hurricane Ida relief, right, to raise money for all of those affected down in the state of Louisiana, this is a great way to do it. Uh, I know that our, our friends broadcasting the game on ABC are going to have something going. I know that the University of Oklahoma already, right, the ticket proceeds going to Tulane, Oklahomans know natural disasters. Right. And there's no doubt in my mind that OU fans are going to raise a ton of money on Saturday for the victims of Hurricane Ida. The good news is that Tulane is in a position where they feel like they want to play this football game. It could have very easily not been the case. There's a lot of distractions, obviously understandable ones for their football team and their program. University's not even going to open up its campus again for another month and a half or so. So the fact that they're in a spot where they felt like, yeah, let's go ahead and play, that's good news. It looks like, uh, you know, things have worked out a little better anyway than they did about 16 years ago. Yeah, and you look at it, they've been in Birmingham practicing. Practice must have gone well, right? They They must feel good about their football team. Clearly, a lot of Louisiana kids on that roster and worried about their family. Yeah back home, but if there's one thing that can take your mind off stuff, it's football. And I'm sure that this is a very necessary escape for a lot of those kids because when they get back home, I mean, there's there's a lot of damage. We, we've all seen it on That's the right. news. It's, it's significant. So I'm excited for the players. I'm excited for the staff. It, clearly, this is... This is not what you want when it comes to the buildup of a football game. We were all excited sure. to go down to New Orleans. We already had our reservations you for dinner. You picked us out a place to we, eat. We yeah. had a spot. We had it picked out. But I'm just glad that these kids get to play a football game after all the hard work they put in. I think it's going to be a uh, very warm, genuinely warm welcome by Sooner fans when Tulane arrives on Saturday. It's going to be really weird in a good way. And then right? they'll use the visiting team? Well, I'm excited. Or for that, that the crowd that, is only half. So, yeah. so have we got any clarification? Are they rocking, the ho- or are they wa- rocking whites at we, home? We, we do not have oh, official please. word on that. It's You're the best hoping jersey. for that? It's the best jersey in all of college football. I agree with that. The road whites. Wholeheartedly. Okay, coming up, we're going to take a segment to look in detail at the OU defense and the Oklahoma offense. We're going to talk a little Tulane this hour as well as look at Uh, some of the other games in college football. But this opening segment, let's just set the table here a little bit. Time for our Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to KincaidCoach.com for more information. Here is your preseason Big 12 poll. Not really a surprise here that those top two teams, Gabe, are at the top. No. And you, you look at what Matt Campbell has done at Iowa State, 
incredibly impressive. You see him as high as number seven in some of the preseason polls. I cannot wait for November 20th. I know there's a lot of lot of football to be played between now and then, yeah. but when the Cyclones come to Norman, that is, that's going to be a very fun football game. They deserve that respect, though. I mean, clearly, the Sooners, the top dog in the league, won it six years in a row, going for seven. So I've got an issue with anyone that voted Iowa State first. How? Only four of the 39 did. Four crazy people. <laughs> Iowa State uh, won one of the two games last year. Played Oklahoma tough twice. They got a good team returning. So. There's no doubt. But one team's won the league six that's years a in point. a row. That's, a solid, that's an inarguable point that you bring up. I hope Iowa State can get out of the gates better than they normally do. They, they got to beat Iowa. stumble early. That's it. Yeah. They got to beat Iowa, and they get them in Ames. That's they a game they have to win. I agree. They haven't had much luck with Iowa in the last forever, seemingly. Matt Campbell's so. never beat Iowa. I hope they get out of the gates a little bit better. All right, let's take a look at the OU schedule this season. We know what the opener is, but after Tulane visits, it'll be Western Carolina, the original scheduled season opener. That'll be a week from Saturday. Then the Nebraska Cornhuskers come to town, the 50th anniversary of the game of the century. We'll talk more Nebraska coming up in, bit, in a bit. West Virginia, the Big 12 opener after that. So because of the move of the Tulane game, Gabe, that's four straight home games at Owen Field to open the season. That's that's an ideal scenario if you're an Oklahoma football player. You're not going anywhere until October 2nd, and we know that this football team will be extra motivated for that trip to Manhattan. But you, you look at how the schedule lays out OU Texas always interesting, right? And Texas team a little bit of a mystery right now. We'll see. We'll learn a lot quickly with that game they have against Louisiana this weekend. But that TCU game is one that's a little sneaky. Max Duggan. Gary Patterson looking to have a bounce back year after three disappointing seasons in a row. It's the week after OU Texas. Mm -hmm. That's always an emotional game. Just an interesting spot for that one. Sooners, of course, uh, closed the season with a very tough stretch. You saw there the Iowa State and Oklahoma State games at the end. We'll take our opening timeout here on the huddle. When we come back, we'll take a deep dive into the Oklahoma defense as they get set to kick off the season Saturday against the Green Wave of Tulane. You're watching the huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, presented by Bud Light. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group. OU Health, OGNE, and Coca-Cola. Sooners Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kim Cade Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. All right, welcome back, everybody. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. That's Gabe Eichert. I'm Toby Rowland. Season starts Saturday, 11 a.m. on Owen Field. It'll be the Sooners against the Tulane Green Wave. Now, for as long as I've been doing this, we always do this in the same manner. We talk about the offense, then we talk about the defense. But we're going to flip it this year, and I think there's good reason because the high expectations, Gabe, for this football team going into this year are in large part because of what many people believe to be an improved defense for Oklahoma. So we're going to give them uh, first billing on the show tonight. Your thoughts, General, before we go position by position on what Alex Grinch has. Going to be the best defense we've had around here in a long time. Wow. Right? I That's the so. expectation. Yeah. I mean, that that is the expectation. We, we've heard about the talent that they have at each position defensively, but the thing you need to be a national championship type team is the depth. That's what has me. That's what has me so excited, is 
what these coaches are saying about the number of guys they feel good about putting out there on the field. It's been a while since we've heard them talk like that. Yeah. And when you've got talent, you've got depth, you can overcome guys going down throughout the season for a week or two. You know, injuries are still part of football. That's going to happen. You're going to have attrition. But with what we're hearing about the depth at the defensive line in particular, the expectations are high. And th this group better play well because we're all expecting yeah. them to be fantastic. I remember two years ago when, when Alex first got here, his first season, we were talking to him before the season about, you know, how do you feel about the guys? And he said, well, I think we have 11, maybe 13, 14 guys that I feel good about having on the field. And beyond that, we got to build some depth. And I thought at the time, that's pretty good. You play with 11 guys, I'll take that. 13, 11, yeah, if that works. You, if you ask him today, I mean, I think that number is 25, 30. I mean, it's a much bigger number than 11 or 13, I'll tell you that. He mentioned 14, maybe 15 guys that he, feel good, he feels good about playing along the defensive front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's so a the big number's number. up there. It's a big number. There's no doubt. Let's start with that defensive front. Perry on Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas. The IT department is back. You got uh, Nick Benito. Boy, they got a bunch of dogs up front that can get after a quarterback. There's no doubt. And there, there is nothing more disruptive in football than a really good interior defensive lineman. Perry on Winfrey, if he plays the way he is capable of playing, he can wreck games. Run concepts, pass protection concepts, he can wreck games. Nick Benito, in my opinion, with what I've heard so far through training camp and leading up to this week against Tulane, Nick Benito is the best player on this football team. Wow. I am expecting a... Either side of the ball, you're saying. I am expecting a massive year. There's words like unblockable. <laughs> being thrown around when it comes like to that. Nick Benito. And he's received so much attention heading into this year, right? We, we've seen the NFL mock drafts that have him in the first round. And I was very interested to see how he reacted to that type of hype. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he has used it in a very positive way. He's supposedly a different guy. And he was really good last year. So I cannot wait, wait to see 11 play. Isaiah Thomas had an argument to be the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Alex last Grinch year. certainly thought he should have been. He kind of gets overlooked, it feels like, in a lot of the preseason lead-up. And he's going to be even better because he gets to play defensive end. Now, he'll he'll bump inside some of their rush packages, right? You put him down into the three technique, some third and long situations, some second and long situations. But let's not forget last season, because they had guys go down, he was playing in the interior of the defensive line. That's really not where he's set up for success. So with the depth they have on the interior, now he gets to play his best position. He gets to put himself in better opportunities to make plays. I think he could be even better this season. How, uh, how key is Jalen Redman, who's coming back this year, didn't play last year? The depth means maybe not one guy is all that pivotal, but... He's a difference maker, it seems. When, when he's healthy and when he's fresh and when he's in shape, he's the most naturally talented guy they have on the defensive front. He is. You, you talk about his ability to just push offensive linemen backwards. I mean, he's, just, he's just naturally strong. He's got power. So if he can be healthy... It, it, he's going to be a huge part of this football team because he's the type of player that takes a defensive line from being good to being elite. Yep. That's the type of guy. So he's added the weight. It's good weight. He looks great. And now it's time for him to put it together. I, I know that the last couple of years, some odd circumstances for him, right? Some things kept him off the field. That seems to be figured out from everything I can fingers tell. crossed yeah and I expect a big year from him I know that the coaching staff expects a big year from him Lauren Stokes Josh Ellison Jordan Kelly I mean the depth goes on and on there's a lot to be excited about up front linebackers they feel good as well I want to skip though to the secondary 
Who do you think is going to start at uh, the corner spots or play at the corner spots? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Roy Manning told me that he feels good about six different guys. <laughs> There's only two spots. Yes. <laughs> that did, so they're going to play a lot of different guys. One guy that I do think brings a level of consistency is Woody Washington. I think his experience, and I know he hasn't been around here a long time, but just his understanding of the system, he is always in good spots. Now, he's not as long as a Latrell McCutcheon or as a Joshua Eaton. He, he doesn't look as good as those guys in Harrington. Jersey. Yeah, but he plays at a very high level. And you heard Alex Grinch. We, we talked to him about him in the spring. Before he got banged up, he thought Woody had the chance to be the best corner in the Big 12 not just on this football team. That's how well he was playing in the spring. So you look at all of these guys, it's never a bad thing to have a bunch of options. Yeah, DJ Graham, another guy that... Uh, oh, we've all seen the highlight videos, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's the star He's the star he, of OU's Twitter this summer. I think he, he's probably going to start. Um, Billy Bowman is a is a guy that's freshman, new kid, uh, tremendous athlete. What's that? I bet he starts at next. You think he's starting? I think so. Bowman I mean, and Cradell are going to play there. I, I think you'll see both guys, but he is he's just talented. I mean, you talk about a guy that has speed, quickness, good recognition. He has had no issues picking up the system. And in Coach Grinch's system, if you have a difference maker at nickel, a guy that can blitz, a guy that can cover, a guy that can be physical, get off blocks, and play the run game, that becomes a difference maker in that defensive scheme. I think Billy Bowman's that guy. If Oklahoma is going to have a championship caliber defense this year, what do they have to improve on from a year ago, in your opinion? Got to keep getting to the quarterback. That's the name of the yeah. game in college football. Now, and they did a good job of it last season, but they can take it to another level. And I think they have the defensive front to do it. It's going to be interesting to see if Alex Grinch feels the need to use as much movement as he did last season. Late right? shifting up front? A lot of shifting. That's not going anywhere. But you talk about movement, the twist games, the ETs, the TEs. Will he let guys just rush straight a little more and let them use their talent to win one-on-one -on -one matchups and play a little more coverage in the back end? I don't know. I get that sense. But I think they're going to get after the quarterback this season, and I think it all starts with Perrion Winfrey and Nick Benito. You think they're good enough that maybe they don't have to blitz as much or play as many games up they're, front and they're be gonna a little do more what, stable on the back Yeah, end. they're going to do what they do, right? And that's a, that is a big staple of what Grinch, Grinch does. You can you see it right there with some of the twist games that they bring in their pre pressure packages. He's going to do a lot of that stuff. It makes it very difficult on opposing offensive lines. But I think now they feel good about the level of talent and the depth they have along the defensive front, that they they could do some more different things and they can play a little more coverage if they feel that that is advantageous, advantageous for them at times. Takeaways have been uh, such a preaching point for Alex Grinch since he arrived at OU. They struggled with that in year one. They struggled early last year, turned it on second half of the season. It would be really nice to see them start the year strong in that category this year. I think Coach Grinch and Coach Manning have had the defensive backs on the jugs machines a lot, <laughs> working on catching the ball, because there, there was a couple last season that went through those guys' hands. No, I, I think they're going to be in great positions. Nothing forces turnovers like getting pressure on the quarterback. That's when quarterbacks make, make mistakes. I think that that defensive line is going to get after opposing quarterbacks, and you're going to see a lot of turnovers as a result of that. All right, we'll take a timeout. That's a good look at the OU defense. When we come back, we'll head over to take a look at Spencer Rattler and the boys on the offensive side of the ball as they get set for the season opener this Saturday in Norman. You're watching The Huddle, presented by Bud Light. We'll be back. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino, still the one.
We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind Casino, and Homeland. Welcome back, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. We got a great crowd with us here for our opening shows tonight. We are about 35 minutes or so away from the Lincoln Riley Show. Gabe Eichert with us. This is the huddle. Hey, how would you like to be listen, uh, be able to listen to our Sooner Radio broadcast on Saturday while it's synced up to your TV in the comfort of your own home? You can go to SyncMyGame.com to find out how. You'll be on the sidelines again for us this year, the Sooner I, Radio crew. I, I go where you tell me to go. You're going to be on the side. He's going to be on the sideline. I'll side be on the sideline. We, we love it. Um, all right, let's talk offense this segment, and we're going to start with your beloved offensive line. There's been some question marks in the preseason about who's going to go where. Sounds like maybe Bill Biedenboe's done some tinkering. What do you think going into the season about these crew? I think it's the biggest question mark on the football team, honestly. When you look at what group, has the least established guys, I think it's the offensive line. Now, I have all the faith in the world in Bill Beanbow. I think he's the best offensive line coach in America. But there's going to be some guys that haven't played a ton of football out there for me. That doesn't mean they're not extremely talented. But I see the non-conference slate as a time for Bill to try some different combinations and to evaluate things. They were hoping some guys would separate themselves through spring ball and training camp. And a couple of the guys they thought may rise to the top really haven't separated themselves. So they're going to put some different combinations on the field, Toby. And I think that it's going to be maybe not week to week, but they're going to search for that five. They're going to search for the best combination and that search begins on Saturday against Tulane. So the competition carries into the year in your mind. Obviously, the departure of Creed Humphrey is the biggest question mark, at least going into the season. Center position, though, in good hands? I believe so. Andrew Rame is a talented guy. Uh, the physical part of the position, he can do everything you need to do in that system. The one thing that people may not realize is that Bill Beanbow put more on his center's plate than probably anyone in the country. I mean, you have a lot of responsibility at that position in this scheme under Bill. And Andrew Rain, you there's going to be situations that arise in games that he's never seen in practice. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to those situations. And don't forget Robert Conjol. This is a guy that Arizona is, transfer. Arizona transfer started a lot of games for the Wildcats, has played a lot of football there in the Pac-12, and I think he's going to see significant time in the two-lane game. Bill is going to see how these guys perform under pressure, and he's going to adjust after that. Let's take a look as we continue the offensive line discussion at the returning starters on the offensive side of the ball. One of them there is Marquise Hayes, who seems to be locked in at that left guard position, Tyrese Robinson probably going to start somewhere. I know you really like, though, the UCLA transfer from a year ago, Chris Murray. He's your right guard. He struggled. Put it in Sharpie. I, I would put it in Sharpie. With, with the way that he has been playing the last couple weeks through training camp, now leading up to this game, he was having some struggles playing center. He, he was having some struggles with, you know, kind of the leadership, that position, having to be as vocal, not the most vocal guy, right? And that was affecting the way that he played. So what did Bill Biedenboe and Lincoln Riley do? They said, hey, stop thinking so much. Go play right guard and just play. <laughs> and supposedly he has been mauling people ever since they made that switch. 
I, I think he's locked in right now as your right guard. Yep, we'll see how they uh, march out there for the opening drive on Saturday morning and if it alters throughout the afternoon or not. Quarterback position is set. I want to skip to we'll, – we'll come back to Spencer in a bit. But running back is really the other spot of concern, understandable concern, just from a number standpoint going into this year. Uh, Marcus Major ineligible reportedly. Uh, Trey Bradford has uh, hit the transfer portal the other way. Again, they're down to two scholarship backs. Fortunately, they're two pretty good running backs, but still, at that position, that's a concern. There's no doubt about it. And Teddy Lehman and I were talking about this the other night. You know you've got a really good football team when it feels like the sky is falling over RB3. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. You've got yeah. you've got a Heisman, the third caliber string running back. We've yeah. got all these wide receivers. Got all the oh, what are we going to do about running back three? <laughs> no, it's it's not the best situation. Extremely physical position, right? You got two really talented players in Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks. Different styles too. I like very that. very different. I, I think that Eric is a guy that they think is going to have a massive season. Not only getting the ball handed to him, but also catching the ball out of the backfield and even lining up in the slot a little bit. They are, they're really impressed with his skill set. And then it sounds like Kennedy Brooks looks like 2019 Kennedy Brooks. That's good. Which is, which is a really good productive football player. So you look at some of their other options, Todd Hudson, Jaden Knowles, AKA Weatherman the Jay. Weatherman, yeah, I like it. So those guys are gonna get some looks in these non-conference games now. When we get to the conference slate, I know this. Lincoln Riley trusts Jeremiah Hall. He dials up a lot of plays for Jeremiah Hall. Jeremiah Hall is a captain on this football team. He like is not gonna is have going to have any hesitation to hand him the football in some short yardage, some goal line, some key situations throughout the football game. package, is that what you're dialing I, up? Here? I think the Bullfrog's going to be hopping a little more this season. <laughs> and, and as Lincoln alluded to in his press conference today, uh, there is no shortage of athletes. Maybe they're right now at the wide receiver position, but who have played running back. You know, I don't know, Mario Williams or somebody who you could go Brian Asamoah with. tweeted that he misses carrying the football. That would be an interesting discussion to have with Alex that'd Grinch. Be good, that'd be a good-looking running back. <laughs> would be, would, that's exactly right. So, um, Spencer Rattler, Heisman frontrunner, perhaps, according to most, going into the season, had a fantastic back half of the campaign. Last year, he only threw two interceptions after being benched against Texas the remainder of the season. I think it was 16 touchdowns, two picks the rest of the way. If he's going to be better this year, if he's going to be national championship good, what's the next step for him? Processing. Just seeing the defense, knowing where the ball should go, when it should go there. And I, I see two main ingredients when it comes to great quarterback play. Decision-making and accuracy. And it sounds like his decision-making is on a different level than where it was last year. He's way more comfortable in the scheme. He's way more comfortable in his leadership role as the quarterback of this football team. He's incredibly accurate. We know he's got all of the arm talent in the world, right? Now he's just got to put it all together. He was one of the better quarterbacks in all of college football in the back half of the season last year. Now he's got to take the next step to being the elite quarterback in all of college football. The expectations are what they are now for a quarterback under Lincoln Riley, right? Win the Big 12, be a Heisman Trophy finalist, go to the college football playoffs. That's it, yep. That's it, and I'll tell you this. There's no one that believes in themselves more than Spencer Rattler believes sure. in himself. He yep. is an ultra-confident guy, and his understanding of the system and some of the results that he's seen throughout this offseason, I think it's taken his confidence to a new level. So I cannot wait to see this young man play this season. He can't finish highs, higher in the Heisman voting than Baker or Kyler did. He can't be drafted higher than Baker and Kyler were. I'll but... He can, he can do something neither one of them had, and he knows how to stamp his place in OU history as if he could get that big trophy. So, I, I know this about him. 
he'll be disappointed if he finishes any lower than Baker and well, Kyler did in sure. the Heisman. He'll be disappointed if he <laughs> for sure. doesn't go number one overall. And he expects to go to the college football playoff and to win Oklahoma college football playoff game. Those are his expectations. So I know that the outside noise that this this team is hearing about Spencer Rattler, like there's no doubt the kids see that stuff. But those are the expectations he has for himself as well. And I like that. Let me run you through receivers quickly. Marvin Mims coming off a big year. He's expected. As to who else will be the difference makers at the pass catcher, it's a long list of possibilities. But Lincoln's been hard on these guys. Uh, dropping touchdown passes last year. But Stoops, Woods, Weiss, Hazelwood, Farouk, and Jackson, a couple of freshmen they think highly of. Stogner, Willis. Uh, Trayvon West. Trayvon West, Jeremiah Hall. I mean, it's a long, talented list of guys. You have a hunch as to who you think is going to be the difference makers, the factors for them, wide receiver? Uh, I think Marvin Mims is going to be the big play guy. Uh, I think we saw that throughout the season last year. Uh, I think that is only going to continue. Lincoln Riley just has so much confidence in him, and he does everything right as a player on and off the field. And, and Lincoln usually rewards guys like that you look at it Jaden Hazelwood is he going to be what he was supposed to be he's got all the talent in the world he's had some bad luck when it comes to injuries now it's time for him to take the next step right remember number one wide receiver coming out of high school extremely high expectations I can't wait to see how he responds this season Mike Woods my goodness he looks good in a jersey Arkansas transfer I mean, a wide receiver can't look much yeah. better than that. I forgot to mention Mario Williams, who. Oh, yeah, that guy. I mean, he might be the most explosive guy that they have. So That's it's an unbelievable list of options they have there. Mario Williams is going to be one of the premier freshmen in all of college football. Wow. He can go. Just got to stay healthy. It's going to be fun to see the different creative ways Lincoln tries to get him involved in the offense. Jet sweeps. Do you think he just stays up late at night? Now yes. that he has all these weapons at his disposal, he just Lincoln, like you're wait, about? Yeah. yeah, he just wakes up in like a cold sweat and has to write it down. I hope so. I hope okay. so. Yeah, I, that's my hope. We'll take a timeout. We're talking about the opponent this week, the Tulane Green Wave. When we come back, you're watching the first edition of the Huddle here in 2021 at Rudy's. Stay with us. What's up? Where'd you get that? Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Let's take a look at the series history between OU and Tulane, brought to you by Pike Pass. Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get past, get Pike Pass. This will be a brief recap. They've played once, 2017. Sooners uh, won at 56-14. A little bit of a scary start to that game. Uh, Tulane scored on their first two possessions against OU in that game, but the Sooners were able to uh, roar after that to an easy win. Willie Fritz will have his team on Owen Field Saturday morning. It's time to go behind enemy lines. I'm not going to call them enemies this week. They are good friends down at Tulane. Brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. What do we know about this Tulane team? Defensive line last year. Strength of the football team, right? Led the American in tackles for loss last season. Led the league in sacks. Three of the starters off their defensive line from last season are gone. Two of them got drafted. But a guy that I like, their nose tackle, Jeffrey Johnson. He'll be wearing 77, a disruptive player. And interesting, 
listed at 330 last year. Hmm. Listed at 295 this wow, year. Wow, how about that? Slim and trim yeah. for Jeffrey Johnson. <laughs> Some effort. I, I, I'm interested to see him play. play. I think linebacker is probably the strength of their defense this season when you look at their returning starters, Dorian Williams and Marvin Moody. They played a lot of football. Going to be a different look for them in the secondary. Have a couple of graduate transfers that I think will probably start for them. But overall, not going to have the size but going to have some speed at the skill positions. And Michael Pratt, he was a guy last year that made some wow throws. Now, some of those wow throws are good. Like, wow, look at him bang that 15-yard out across the field. Wow, that's good. And then somewhere, wow, who was he throwing that to? <laughs> so he, he is going to be an interesting guy. One thing about him, he is not afraid to run. And he will keep the ball on read schemes He's a little selfish in the read schemes. He likes running. They've got some speed and size at wide receiver. Deuce Watts is a player that I like. You know, 6'2", 195 pounds. They led, led the American in rushing last year. They're going to try to run the football. And then with Willie Fitz, Fritz's background, you got to prepare a little triple option, right? Yep. You got to know that a little bit of that triple option wrinkle is coming so it's not an easy preparation for the Sooners. They've got a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. So they're going to be doing some guessing. Yeah. Michael Pratt, the quarterback, you see a nice throw there. 20 touchdown passes last year. That was the most of any true freshman in the nation. So you mentioned he can sling it around pretty good. A little unconventional offensively. They'll provide a test, but there you see his ability to run. It, it, this is a game, though, where it's about Oklahoma worrying about Oklahoma, right? Absolutely. Control the line of scrimmage. They're, they're going to try to run the football. Tasha Spears is a talented player, was having a really nice season early last year, got hurt, season-ending injury. He'll be back. They, they're going to want to run the football with him and with Pratt. I just – I don't think – it's a good matchup for Tulane along the offensive line against Oklahoma's defensive line. I don't, I don't envision that going particularly well for the Green Wave, and, and that brings me pain because Chris Watt, the new offensive line coach there at Tulane, was in my draft class. We became good buddies in the pre-draft process. I'm worried about his health. <laughs> fear, fear for him coming up on Saturday. Um, oh yeah, well, it'll be an interesting game. That'll be at 11 o'clock, of course, on uh, Saturday. The Tulane Green Wave have been to three straight bowl games, by the way. Lost to Nevada last year in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We'll take a break. Our final segment of the huddle. We'll look at this week's upcoming slate in college football. Make some picks when we come back. Lincoln Riley right around the corner as well. Stay with us. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Welcome back. Gabe Eichert there. I'm Toby Rowland. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes, Teddy Lehman will join me, and uh, the Lincoln Riley Show will uh, commence as well. But we're going to wrap it up with a fun look around the rest of college football. Did you see Nebraska last week? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Thoughts? Ugly. Illinois looked like the better coach football team, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The Brett Bielema track suit was impressive too, but uh, – yeah, not, not what you were hoping for if you're a Sooner fan. You want Nebraska to come in looking good, and they did not look good at Illinois, that's for sure. They made every mistake you could make, right? And you, you had the punt return, safety, debacle. They turned the football over. Uh, Adrian Martinez gives you no advantages that a veteran quarterback is supposed to give you. They didn't dial up any quarterback run game for Adrian Martinez for whatever reason. I didn't understand the game plan offensively. I was very frustrated 
<laughs> watching that football game. You wanted Nebraska to look good? Of course I did. Yeah. Of course I did. Because if they look good, that's good for Oklahoma. Well, UCLA, I don't know what it means, but Chip Kelly's boys look pretty good. Blowout win over Hawaii. Hawaii's not, sure not very good. Yeah. But they get they, LSU coming up, so that's they took care something. of business. <laughs> Thank goodness so many fans are in the stands to see it. <laughs> not much there at the Rose Bowl. Okay, we're gonna in the final segment, uh, all year long, we're gonna do over unders and make our picks. So let's start with some over unders for this OU two lane game. The first is over under 331 and a half passing yards for Spencer Rattler. What do you think, Gabe? We're going to reach a collective agreement. I'm here. hammering the under. I'm hammering it. I think that OU's going to come out on fire. Spencer, Spencer Rattler won't play long enough to rack up that kind of yardage. And might lean on the run game a little bit, especially if they get out in front. You would assume, yeah. but you only got two running backs. Well, two scholarship running backs, Jaden Knowles and Todd Weatherman Hudson Jay, are, are, are here we go. No, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, think like they, I think they'll lean heavily on the run. We're going to collectively take the under on that one. Over under, let's go 250 and a half total rushing yards for OU. I'm going over. Right, if we're taking the under in passing yards for Rattler, then we got to go with the over in rushing yards. And I think OU's going to have a significant advantage at the line of scrimmage, just the size and power of the guys that Oklahoma has compared to what I'm seeing from Tulane's defensive front. I think OU's going to run it really efficiently and really effectively, and very often. They kind of need to. I mean, they kind of need to. There's, there's been bubbling questions about why they didn't run the ball better last year. The, you said you think the offensive the line is the question mark, so they kind of need to come out, run the ball well. I like that. We'll take the over there. Over, under, one and a half takeaways for the Sooners Saturday. It's got to be two, right? To I mean, get over it I, does. I'm going over. Okay. Alex Grinch, that's his whole thing. If they don't get two takeaways, I don't know what's going to happen to those kids. So let, <laughs> let's hope they get two. <laughs> I'll take the over as well. I, I, I just got a hunch they're going to start better in this category this year. So might be more than two. Uh, over, under, three and a half sacks for the Sooners. You just said you feared for the – Tulane offensive line, is it going to turn into sacks? Of all the over-unders, I feel the best about this one. I'm hammering <laughs> that over. I mean hammering it. I'll take the over as well. So uh, I, you feel strong about these. That makes me feel good. All right, let's pick some of the games. we got about five and a half minutes here. It's a pretty good week one slate in college football. Wisconsin and Penn State in the Big Ten. This game's going to be in Madison. You like the Badgers? I do like the Badgers. Just have to pick who's going to win the game. That's I, all. I, I like the Badgers in this one. Madison, a very difficult place to play. Penn State coming off a rough season. Yeah. Right? And I, I'm not a big believer in Sean Clifford. So I, I think the Badgers going to control things. We know the history behind that team and their running game. Uh, I expect them to win that football game. Graham Mertz. Set the world on fire early last year, and then who's going to win the Heisman after game one? Faded right? hard. Uh, he's back to play quarterback. It's hard to beat Wisconsin in Madison. I don't think Penn State's good enough to do it. Again, collective selection of the show will take Wisconsin. How about Alabama and Miami? They're going to play this game in Atlanta. De'Eric King back for Miami. We know about De'Eric King from his Houston days. Uh, Alabama's working in a new quarterback. Give Miami any shot? Quick question. Saban still? He's still at Alabama. Still there? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the tide then. <laughs> I feel I feel very comfortable. And I know they lost everybody, right? They lost their they offensive did. lineman. They lost their quarterback. They lost their running star running back. back. They Two lost best receivers. the Heisman Trophy winner at wide receiver. Yep. They're going to be talented. You know that. Any scares? Miami give them a scare at all? Or is this no. a blowout? No, this is a mismatch at the line of scrimmage. It seems to always work out that way. That'll be at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. All right, how about this game? Back to the Big Ten. Indiana had a bit of a fun run last year. They were a sweetheart team across the country. They will be at Iowa in week one. A couple of top 20 teams. I'm rolling with Michael Penix and the Hoosiers. I love Tom Allen. I love. I, yeah, I, how can you not? I I know some people think it's corny, but I think it's genuine, and it 
it just makes me happy. Yeah. And I'm a little I'm a little down on Iowa this season. It has a lot to do with me wanting Iowa State to beat them in week <laughs> two. So I, I'm going with the Indiana Hoosiers okay. on the road. We have to make this pick together. Well, if we're split, that's okay. No, no, I, I, no we have to make it together because we're oh, going to we keep do. a record for the show as the that's year a, goes that's along. That's a terrible idea. Well, well, that's the idea. That's what we're doing here. Um, I don't know if I would pick Indiana to win this game. However, well, then we can go with Iowa. They are, they, no, no, I want to go Indiana. No, let's say, no, 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 no. I, you, here, you, you let me are finish. The, let me finish. Uh, Indiana is so lovable. I can easily root for those guys over Iowa on the football field. So let's take Indiana. If you feel good about it, I'm I'm behind you. Deal. I would love to see another Tom Allen locker room yes. post-game victory speech. That is the content I crave. That's, that's right. Okay, so we're taking the Hoosiers. Uh, two to go. Oh, Louisiana, Billy Napier's boys going to Austin. Game one for Steve Sarkeesian. 20 starters back for Louisiana, a team that went 10-1, and one, one loss last year by three points on the road against Coastal Carolina. Beat Iowa State last year, right? Yeah, in the opener. I'm going with the Longhorns. <laughs> I, it, it pains me to say it. I am a Steve Sarkeesian believer. Really? I've, I've interviewed him a couple times, got to meet him at Big 12 Media Day. He won you over at the press conference. Unfortunately, I got Sarked. And Hudson the, Card, their quarterback. I, we'll see what Hudson Card looks like. But I know this. Texas has more talent than Louisiana. Even though Louisiana's sure. got all that experience, the Longhorns are at home. It's the opener. All of those players know how much this game means to the fan base, to Sark, to everything. They're not going to want to lose. They can't do it again, right? They can't do it two years in a row. Um, well, they can, but this I, isn't Maryland. I'm, I'm with. Uh, no, they might be better than Maryland. No, they are. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to start with a victory. I'm not going to root for it. No, but I think it'll start. The Sarkeesian area will, arrow will start with a win. So, Bijan Robinson going to get a uh, going to get a lot of touches in that one. Yeah, if they're smart. He will. Final uh, pick'em is ooh, the game of the day, game of the weekend in college football in Charlotte, Georgia, Clemson. Got to go quicker. Georgia. Why? JT Daniels? I think they have the more talented football team. I I got. I may argue with you on this one because they got so banged up in fall camp. A lot They're of receivers a little thin aren't wide receiver. For them. I don't know. I like. I think they got we the better We can go with Clemson. I'm, I'm perfectly I can, comfortable with picking Clemson as well. Can I, I, can I sway you to my side on this one? I'll – I, I like Clemson. I would in this gladly game. join you on the Clemson side of things. Two weeks ago, I'd have said Georgia, but they're so beat up, I kind of feel like Clemson's going to take it. So I will apologize if Ge I'm wrong. Georgia O line, a little banged up too. Georgia O line versus that Clemson D line. That's going to be fun to watch. Those are our pickums for this week. Don't forget the Sooner Radio broadcast Saturday with Gabe, myself, Teddy, Chris Plank starts at 9 a.m. OU and Tulane kick off at 11. Enjoy the game. Stick around. Lincoln Riley Show coming up next. Boomer Sooner, everybody. Hey, before we get out of here, I want to tell you about one of our new partners, GoPuff. College goes by fast, but GoPuff delivers faster. Anything you need in 30 minutes or less. Go to GoPuff.com. Use the promo code VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first two orders. Not one, two. Snacks, drinks, and other game day essentials. Burgers, buns, party cups, you name it. They've got you covered at GoPuff. So check it out online right now at GoPuff.com. That's GoPuff.com. Use the promo code VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first two orders. Everyone have a great countdown to game day. And until tomorrow, boom or sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.